Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. What's going on in the big pea land today? Oh, oh my goodness. It was funny. We were both running late because we we're like, just got to get this one last thing done. Just got to get this one last thing done. And yeah. then a uh, yeah, shower was a non-negotiable for me. Um, yeah. What, what workout did you do this morning? Um, and it was the reason is because I hadn't taken a shower yesterday either. But um, so, <laughs> so uh, I walked for 45 minutes and then did an hour uh, strength training with Brittany. Oh, wow. That's a big morning. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. What what was on your docket today? Um, well, so I showered yesterday. So I didn't shower today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yesterday I did a long ride. I did um like two hour a two hour ride. I would call the REI loop around here, which takes us to the flagship REI store on oh, Bike Pass. Uh, uh-huh. Um and because I was testing some um it was my second round testing these this great Pearl Azumi cycling equipment. So the mm. reason why I say that is because that's what I needed to finish. I was writing my review for it or writing my comments to Rachel oh. so she can she can uh, write it up for our review that's going to be out um gosh well and i think on tuesday actually which is when this episode will drop so oh good I'll so look that for that <laughs> <laughs> and then this morning i did um a um i did a live many happy miles workout we did a swiss ball workout mm-hmm. um which mm-hmm. was fun i was like you know bouncing around with that and then uh-huh. um i did a um that I've really been into, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, um, a, a, a one of the next level um, workouts, uh, oh. which is with Stacey Sims episode dropped on Friday. So if you mm-hmm. haven't listened to that, go back to a couple days and listen to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that one, it's, it's um, short, really short intervals. So like mm-hmm. 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off times six, mm-hmm. and then take a like a four minute break and then do it again. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. <laughs> I, um, I mean, with Celine. Um, so when we talked, so we talked to two authors um, of Next Level last week or this week, right? Mm-hmm. This week, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like mixing up time is the time machine issues. Um, and I uh, had done this workout once. Um, and Celine, we talked to her about the the workout, and it was really really hard on my bike. Um, and the, I had my watts too high, and it was mm. thirty seconds. And she's like, "Okay, first of all, do twenty seconds, mm. and bring down your watts." And I was like, "Okay." And um, and so today I had done the twenty seconds on Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, and so I wanted to do it again today because this is really uninteresting to anybody else except for people who live your, you know, live in my, want to be in my shoes. I'm going to the Chicago, I'm going to Chicago tomorrow. Yes, you to, are. To do the race like a mother triathlon at the forge um, in Lamont, Illinois. So mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday for me are going to be probably not workout days. So I wanted mm. to, so that's why I probably wouldn't have done the interval workout Tuesday and Thursday, but I was kind of you know, front loading a little bit. So that's so funny. When you were like searching for a word, I thought front loading. And yeah. you said yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So anyway, so long story short is I brought my watts down, but I went back up to 30 today. Ooh. And it was easier. Um it you know it felt better. I feel like it's that's kind of a workout you just have to do um a couple times, a handful, maybe four or five times before you're like, okay, I can do this. I can get mm-hmm. into it and really mm-hmm. push myself to Cause you're supposed to like blast off easy, blast off easy, you know, and it's Ooh. just, um, you know, to blast off and not have like a coach behind you or a teammate next to you, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. kind of cheering you on is, is, uh, it's a little rough. So. Oh my gosh. I thought of you this morning when I listened to NPR, they were talking about, um, how Zwift has been influential in making it so that there is the women's tour de France this year. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, that's, I, I think I heard that when I was kind of, I listened to NPR, when I wake up. Yeah. So I kind of 
drool and listen. So I, I definitely heard <laughs> part of it, but I don't really, it's, I don't really digest all of it. But yeah, I mean, and that's another episode we had. We had uh, Catherine Bertin on, right? The Colgate uh-huh. alum uh-huh. who um, was really instrumental in getting that. Yeah, Zwift sponsored the Tour de Femme, which is amazing. So that starts on Monday, I believe, right? Mm, I didn't retain that information either. I know it's shorter than the yes. Tour de France, and but that it, but that how it came out of the pandemic training and racing and virtual races that were on Zwift. Yeah. So uh, silver lining to the pandemic. I love. Yeah, that. super exciting. Have you been watching any of the track and field in your in your backyard? I have not. I have not. It's embarrassing to say that it's two hours south on I-5 and it feels a world away. So, yeah, uh. yeah. that's OK. I mean, but you can also watch it on um, Peacock. I, yeah. <laughs> that's what we've been doing. Amelia loves, um, loves like she will watch any Olympic thing any day, all day oh, long. Yeah, wow. Like, like, mm-hmm. you know, like the first round of um curling and you know <laughs> where it's like finland versus versus czechoslovakia she's in it to win it like so um so we watch uh so she likes to watch the track and field so i'll, I'll watch it with her so, uh-huh oh my yeah. goodness that's so funny it's funny because you know as you describe your daughter that she's not super compet like she 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 is in it to win it it sounds like but she's not super competitive and so it's interesting that she likes to watch competitions yeah, yeah. Well, she doesn't like to watch volleyball. <laughs> she likes to watch. Um, she likes to watch, you know, like discus and you know stuff like that. So um, I used to love the. I mean, I still love the Olympics, but I mean, I used to save all the Sports Illustrated articles. Like my dad subscribed to Sports Illustrated. I used to save every Olympic issue and like wow. cut out the articles and put them in folders. And I mean, I could tell you some random stuff about Dan Jansen right now if you you know. I, I just loved it. So maybe she comes by it, honestly. Oh, my gosh. So what do we think has happened to those clippings and everything? Oh, I think I finally recycled them. <laughs> they were in a trunk at the bottom of my bed for a long time. But I don't know. I think they're probably gone. I, I that That's a question of like... That means I've got to tackle a bunch of boxes in our attic. So I don't know where they exactly are, but my guesses are they're probably gone. But I mean, and yeah, and make back in the day... Um, when I worked at Sports Illustrated for a brief stint, like going up to their library. Oh, oh my God. I mean, <laughs> to be like the Sports Illustrated librarian, like the one who like clips the articles and they, you know, they clip them by subject and they clip them by author and they clip them by athlete and just mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. I need the Bonnie Blair folder. And you just go back to your <laughs> office and like read. And it's just, oh, it's a lost art now the, Now that the stupid internet's around. I know. That's so fine because um, one of my fondest memories when, when I was an intern at 17 magazine, um, which I did, I, I think, you know, this, I finished Colgate a semester early and, uh, was an intern at 17. And, uh, so they needed some back issue from, they, they didn't even call it the library, but it was a storage room full of all their old episodes, uh, episodes issues. And, <laughs> yeah. um, it's not streaming services, Sarah. Um, and so they sent me an, I don't know, to get, you know, the June 1985 and I go in there and I'm like, well, no, no one seems to be watching and i sat on this massive stack of them and looked at old episodes particularly the august you know back to school oh that was such a good issue oh That's so thick. so oh many ads and good stuff yeah oh yeah and you know the that the issues with phoebe cates on the cover you know who i just thought was the most enchanting person ever remind me who i, I don't know who that is phoebe cates is so she, now she's an actor married to kevin klein of oh, okay um, yeah, a fish um, called Wanda. A fish called Wanda, exactly. And so, and she was. Have you ever watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High? 
I mean, a um, long time ago. Okay, so she's the gal who comes out of the pool in the bikini and um and and features in kind of a fantasy scene. Anyway, she um and she played the best friend of the main character in Fast Times. Um, so she was the it girl for Seventeen magazine. Had super dark hair. These like dazzling dark eyes oh my gosh i just thought she was heaven so to sit to sit there in this i was like oh you know and i'm like okay guy get back to work (laughs) for my 150 dollar a week before taxes take home (laughs) i I knew that you worked at 17 i didn't realize you left colgate a semester early i i didn't know that i did uh the russian study group that i went on in the summer between junior and senior year counted as a semester oh it was a summer trip well that's Mm-hmm. Nice not to be in Moscow in winter, right? <laughs> tr- truly, although it was still so cold. <laughs> oh my was gosh. It really? Wow. Oh my, well, I mean, it was in the low 50s for a lot of the time. And, um, you know, low 50s Fahrenheit. And uh, I had packed, though, back home uh, during a heat wave, an early heat wave in Connecticut. And so I couldn't imagine being chilly. So I didn't pack enough warm clothes. Oh my gosh. Like I layered my rain jacket over a denim jacket. It was just <laughs> such a look. But I'm like, I just need to be warm. I was about to say, you, what, what did they, I was going to make a joke about like a Bolshevik blanket or something like that. But I don't even know what, what, what do they have? I mean, I know like in Sweden, they have those beautiful sweaters and stuff. But, but what? <laughs> And it, oh. Russia, when it was truly Russia, right? There's probably not a lot of consumer goods. Well, well yeah, it was when I was the USSR, so there wasn't much um, on the shelves. And so, yeah, you know, that's funny because buying a sweater or something kind of wasn't an option. But I remember very clearly I had a dream, an actual while I was asleep dream, that I was able to like fly through the air, go home and get some of my favorite sweaters and then fly back. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it's so funny. We were like, okay, we only talk about sports before the episodes. And we haven't even talked. I know. know. Maybe we should go into the questions. We should. We should. This first one is Julie is curious about the elliptical machine. Hi there, this is Julie from Virginia. I have a question about the elliptical. I am currently on the bench from running due to an injury and hopefully coming off the bench soon, slowly. Um, But wondering about the the speed of the elliptical. I haven't done the elliptical since college, which was a long time ago, but um, was at a conference the other day and at the hotel they had an elliptical, so I did one. Does the miles per hour somewhat correlate with miles per hour um, running? Um, don't know if there's correlation there or not. So love your thoughts on the elliptical. Love your running programs. It's been such a gift. Thank you. So Julie, so sorry to hear you're injured. I'm right there with you. Um, so Dim, this question intrigued me as I've really never felt that the two activities running and using an elliptical produce the same results um, and effects. You know, for for me, my heart rate and respiration rate, like how, how heavily I pant, uh, is always much higher on the treadmill or running outside than it is on an elliptical machine. So what what's... What's up with you and the elliptical when you use it? Um, so, I mean, I, I'm a rare user of the elliptical, um, mostly because, um, like, sometimes I feel like I'm so tall that I, like, the stride mm. is just, I feel like I'm kind of making weird adjustments. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but you can definitely use it. I mean, that's the thing. And so, I mean, when I was like, okay, well, I didn't use the elliptical, but I remember I used a bike mostly mm-hmm. to train for the New York, or I mean, not the New York Marathon, the San Francisco Marathon mm-hmm. that, you know, brought us together. And so there definitely is other ways um, to skin the cat, as uh, <laughs> a coach would say, you know, so you can definitely use it. Um, 
but I would, you know, it, it depends upon what your, um, what your goal is, right? If you're training yeah. for a marathon, you know, we need to get you on the road a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're like just looking to stay active during your injury, it's a great, it's a great mm-hmm. tool um, provided that it doesn't hurt. I mean, that's the mm. biggest thing is that yep. like, you can't be like, oh, but hurt less, it hurts less than running or, <laughs> um, or I get off and I have a hitch in my step because uh-huh. of, you know, and so I, um, was reading some stuff that you sent over, like if you have a stress fracture, if you have um, IT band issues, Achilles issues, mm. like the elliptical is probably not a great place if that's your injury, Julie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you and I both dug around a little bit, and um, there is not much research comparing the two activities. I, I don't find that very surprising, but um, I was surprised by what I found based on my own personal experience. That, um, and this is a quote: "While heart rate was slightly higher on the elliptical, oxygen consumption and energy expenditure were similar on both machines." So that, like, I was shocked that that those you know, that you used, you're sucking in as much oxygen and the energy that you're putting out is similar. So it makes me, makes me think I, I'm don't elliptical, uh, uh, um, vigorously enough. Uh, and that's, that's, I would imagine that that's probably right. Um, Mm -hmm. or accurate. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, the elliptical, I think has a little bit of like the recumbent bike, you know, Mm, um, idea to it, you know, where you're like, okay, I'm just going to get on and move my muscles, you know, and Mm -hmm. maybe leaf through the latest people, um, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and so like you definitely, and the same thing you can do on a bike too. So like, again, you have to kind of come at it with the intention of working out, getting your heart rate to a certain point, getting your RPE, your your perceived rate of exertion to a certain point, um, doing intervals, whatever, like having a specific workout in mind so -hmm. that you are, in fact, you know, using your time as efficiently as possible. Mm -hmm. The other thing, too, and and the only thing that I would say here is, like, use the arms, arm, you know, Mm. pull things if they Mm -hmm. have them, because, Mm -hmm. or if, if they don't and they just have static railings, don't use those, you know, yes. make your arms move on their own. Don't rest on the railings, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Get as many muscles involved as you can by yeah. using the upper body if possible. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so there has been, um, a little bit of prescription from the minimal studies that, um, so you want to replicate your time running on an average easy day with the equal amount of time on the elliptical. So if you're, you know, um, t- if, if uh, Julie's typically running 30 to 45 minutes, then she should be doing that same amount of time on an elliptical. So, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. And then the other thing is that the cool thing about a lot of elliptic poses is, is they have like um, RPMs or steps per minute or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's something that a lot of us, um, we typically lock into our stride rate and don't move that. And so the elliptical is a good chance to maybe try that a little bit by shortening your stride mm-hmm. and see if you can get up to you know, 80 steps a minute, 85, 90, wherever mm. you are, or double mm-hmm. that if they, you know, if it's, if that's what their readout is. The mm-hmm. other thing too, is I would really play with incline, you know, oh. like mm-hmm. go up hills, go down hills, you know, mm-hmm. just play, play around with stuff and, and make it challenging both, you know, physically and, and mentally so that mm-hmm. you're not just again, like kind of just like making mailing it in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I I admit to that. That is exactly probably what I was doing. <laughs> Which is, again, it's, it's totally human and it's easy to do. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially if it feels good, you know. But if, if mm-hmm. again, if you want to like, be like, okay, I want to get through this three week stint where I'm not supposed to run and the mm-hmm. elliptical doesn't hurt, then, you know, go go with a mission, go with, um, you know, an assignment each time you get on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. All right. This is Claire looking to go into maintenance mode with her running. 
Hi, this is Claire from Maryland. I am two and a half years postpartum, and I have found it to be terribly challenging getting back into my pre-pregnancy fitness and motivation levels. I'm considering going into an indefinite maintenance mode, and so I'm wondering, what is the bare, bare minimum I can do to maintain just a semi-decent level of running fitness until conditions allow for grittier training again? What would a week's worth of exercise look like for someone trying not to excel, but just hang on? Thanks so much. Love the podcast. So Claire, I love your clear-eyed pragmatism. I think it's admirable to have that realization and then to heed it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I would also just, um, you acknowledge that you don't have a lot of motivation right now. And I'm just wondering if there's something else that you'd want to be doing. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. do you feel like that is in her answer at all, Sarah? You listen to the question. I mean, or does, does it seem like she wants to run, but she just wants to keep it just minimal? Um, I did not get a sense that there was something else calling to her. I got a sense, and this was purely just me reading into it, was that it was a lack of time and feeling really pulled in the direction of mothering instead sure. of running. Yeah, of course. Yeah, two mm-hmm. and a half. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I, what? Your kid doesn't need anything, right? You just kind of let them go all day long. <laughs> Maybe throw them a cheese stick or two on the floor. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Listening to Claire's question, I was reminded of the the Birds 1965 <laughs> song, Turn, Turn, Turn. that talks about there being a season for everything, which, yes, I realize the lyrics are lifted almost verbatim <laughs> from the say. Bible. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know that you should use, use the birds there. Maybe you should use <laughs> the Bible. Go to the original source. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think we need to add there's a time to take a break from running. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so maybe enough of my rhapsodizing. (laughs) What, what advice do you have for Claire coach Dimity? I mean, I would say again, I mean, this is kind of a broken record here, but looking for consistency, (laughs) what, what can you do? Um, a number of days a week, is it three days a week? Okay. Then that's, you know, is it four days a week? Don't say six, you know, Mm -hmm. if that's not possible and and it's not possible for many people or or not interesting to many people as well. So Mm -hmm. maybe we start with two or maybe we start with three Mm -hmm. and maybe it's, you know, starting with just easy 20 minute run, easy 20 minute run on three days a week and, um, and then kind of building from there. But what I think needs to happen more than anything is that you need to feel capable and Mm. kind of get a little bit of a spark ignited. Mm -hmm. And so like the way that I think is the best way to do that is to keep it very doable Mm -hmm. and like end while it's still fun. Mm. So like you're not self-defeating yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. being like, oh, well, I used to be able to run this five mile route in 15 minutes and now it's taking me 60. So why am I even doing this? You know, like kind of thing. I got to say, Dimity, well, first of all, I've been frantically taking notes because your advice is so good. Um, And then also you saying, you know, cut it a little short so that you kind of end on a high note. That is completely my philosophy these days at the pickleball court that I I leave while I'm having a good time. Yeah. You know, hearkening back to Julie's question, you know, I don't wait until it makes my back hurt. Like, I'm like, "Mm, I'd like to keep playing a couple games, but I'm out of here. I feel good. I'm enjoying it. I want to come back another day. Agreed. Agreed. And that's, I think that can work for, I mean, I think that is a good place for a lot of things, right? Where you're feeling Mm -hmm. momentum, you're feeling confidence, Mm -hmm. and you're not going to just keep doing it because you can. You're going to intentionally stop, savor Mm -hmm. that feeling, and want to come back and do it again. Mm -hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So, so how about a caveat or two for how to return to running when the time comes, when she wants to amp that back up, when the motivation comes back and she's decided to maybe go for a goal? Well, we do have a, a return to running program. And that's, that's an, also another place. Again, I think a lot of it is um, 
having the structure around it, you know, mm-hmm. having like being like, okay, I want to get back to running, but excuse me, what do I do? You know, what does that mm-hmm. look like? Do I, and, and you don't want to overdo it, but you also don't want to undersell yourself. So, um, so we'll link to, in the show notes, to the return to running program, which is a, a run walk program. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the other thing that I was, um, tell Claire is like, definitely, you know, maybe run two, two days a week or three days a week and then walk a couple mm-hmm. times too, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's actually quite a bit good with that. Mm-hmm. I should have led with that. So, nice. um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so there's a return to running, uh, program. So check that out if you want that structure, but it shouldn't be pressure, right? Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't be like, okay, now I got to get on this plan. And so now in addition to whipping cheese sticks at my kids, I have to go also run. Like, mm-hmm. no, we don't mm-hmm. want to put you in that position, but more that you want to be, you know, give yourself some small doable goals and then mm-hmm. add on them just, just a little bit again. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, you're going to go, not going to go from 20 minutes to 40 minutes, go from 20 minutes to 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, it's not sexy. It's not super <laughs> interesting, mm-hmm. um, but it is the way to kind of just consistently build your confidence mm-hmm. and your, and your running ability. Yeah. 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 So, and Claire, I recommend that you tune in on Tuesday, August 2nd, cause, uh, for AMR trains, which Dimity hosts, and w- that's kicks off a series running in every decade. And Claire, listening to your message, it totally reminded me of the 30 something runner who very much falls into this same cutback until a future date camp. So I think, uh, you'd get a lot out of that, Claire. So um, all right. Well, this is Ellen with a fueling her runs question. Hi, I'm Ellen calling from Western Wisconsin. I'm struggling with fueling. Pretty much every run I've done in the past three to four months has had me with very tired legs, just one to two miles into my run. Like my muscles can't access my stored glycogen. In the past, I could easily run on an empty stomach or just a few bites of banana before the run and be just fine. Now, even a 150 to 200 calorie snack prior to the run doesn't seem to be enough for me to make it through a run without very heavy legs. I ate my regular breakfast of 450 calories the other day and had an awesome run, but I ran later in the morning to wait for all that food to digest, and I can't wait that long every day. What would you recommend for a situation like this? Thanks so much. I absolutely love your show. Bye. All right. Ellen, your closing comment, I absolutely love your show, brought a big smile to my face, Dimity. I should have sent it to you because she said it in such a cute way. So um, so thank you. Um, what, when I listened to Ellen's message, my mind immediately went to our conversation, Dimity, that we had with Dr. Stacy Sims on the episode that you alluded to, that last Friday episode. And um, so to me, it sounds like a case of that acronym LEA. Well, first, should I go back and talk about my interval workouts one more time? That was so interesting. (laughs) All right. Um, So, yeah. So LEA um, stands for low energy availability, which is a long way of saying or a short way of saying actually insufficient energy intake to meet your energy demands. Mm -hmm. So um, basically, you know, the idea is, is that you're not taking in enough calories to even like fuel your life if you were to just lie on the couch all day long, mm-hmm. let alone the running around that you do as a human for your job, for your family, for your work, let mm-hmm. alone the running that you do intentionally, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, um, and and Stacy on this podcast um, asserted that as many as 50% of recreational athletes mm-hmm. are in some varied state of LEA. So again, that low energy availability. And it sounds like you have noticed that. Um mm-hmm. 
Ellen. And so what would you, what, yeah. what are we going to tell her <laughs> basically yeah, from the mouth of Stacy to, to her? I know. And I got to say that that 50% stat just blew me away. I mean, it just uh, made me want to go out and, I don't know, hand out some protein bars or hard-boiled eggs or something. Well, yeah, to- well, I can see it, too. I mean, I can see it because we talked a lot about, um, you know, how we busy people tend to bookend our days, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, a, maybe a breakfast on the run and then you come, you kind of maybe graze a little bit through lunch and then you come home and you're so hangry and you like eat, eat all the dinner, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard. I, I mean, I get it. You, it. It takes a lot of planning to... If you are not work from home, and even if you are, you still got to have food in the fridge, which is oh, sometimes my issue, you know? <laughs> so, like, I get, you know, I it's not, I don't think it's intentional. Like, I mean, definitely, I don't, you know, well, that's a whole other conversation yeah. about calories in, calories out, social media, you know, body mm-hmm. image, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I think that a lot of us are just just they don't we don't have it on the forefront of like oh i gotta keep feeding myself i gotta keep feeding myself you know we're thinking more i gotta feed my kids i gotta dinner again dinner again dinner again you know right 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 right. yeah because it sounds to me like ellen needs to be you know ellen i applaud that you're really taking a look at your breakfast and thinking about how that works into the picture but i think um she needs to be consistently taking in more calories throughout the day so that it's you know kind of like you're putting deposits in the bank and that you'll have more to withdraw on when the time comes. And that was definitely my takeaway from, as you were saying, Dim, about what Stacey Sims was recommending. And that, that also really focusing on quality protein and carbohydrates. So when Ellen said that she ha- would have a few bites of a banana pre-run, I mean, that's a start, but that, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, Ellen maybe add some nut butter and then eat the entire banana. What a concept. Or, you know, okay, stick to that half a banana, but maybe add a graham cracker or two and some nut butter so that you get that mix of carbs and protein and um, some fat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's I, my my uh, newest. And so like this morning, I did mm. my workout, my many happy miles. I didn't have anything to eat before that. But then I was like, okay, I'm hungry. One of the things that I go to regularly are the Cliff Nut Butter Bars. Oh, um, they're so good. They're so you were saying the ones with the <laughs> with the nut butter inside of them. Kind yes, of. Yes. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, that mm. is that is easily my um, and that's I think a little over 200 calories and I eat those before a workout. I eat mm-hmm. them a lot on the bike. Um, mm. they're, you know, I wouldn't eat them on a run probably cause I think they're probably too hard to digest, but yep. on a long ride on a hike. So, um, mm-hmm. that's a really like, that's a good place if you want something that is like prepackaged um, mm-hmm. or that idea or like toast and peanut butter and, mm-hmm. um, and a banana or yogurt, like to try to up your snack. But then also when you come home, you know, you need to have a real full breakfast. Like that mm-hmm. that snack, that pre-snack doesn't really count. Don't count that as part of your breakfast. That's yep. part of your running routine. Mm-hmm. That's that's where that belongs. And then, okay, I'm going to have a full breakfast and mm-hmm. I'm going to have a full lunch and I'm going to have a full dinner and then I'm going to get up and do it again, you know? Yeah, yeah. and I think it's almost, I love you reframing that idea of that thing that you have before the workout is part of your running workout because it, 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 you know, I, I adore breakfast. I just think it's the greatest meal of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and yet there's a part of me that when I then, after my workout, have my breakfast, I'll always think, oh yeah, but I had a, you know, banana chocolate chip muffin that I, you know, homemade um, yeah. before my workout. And I, I, you know, I feel a twinge of guilt about it. And it's like, no, no, come on, let that That's go. A, yeah. yeah. When we, um when we do the, you know, simply nourish like a mother classes with Ellie and mm-hmm. we get into, you know, 
look, looking at our macros and stuff, like anything that is associated with exercise, that just is part of the routine. That's where mm-hmm. you bundle that, right? So like, mm-hmm. so then the other thing that I wanted to talk to Ellen a little bit about and um, is making sure that you're eating on the run. Mm-hmm. Um, we are looking for, and this sounds like a lot to a lot of people, but 200 to 250 calories an hour, okay? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, and if you're going anywhere, 75 minutes or over, that's mm-hmm. when you have to start thinking about it. And you think about it earlier than you think you should. So it's yeah. not... Um, I'm at 60 minutes and I'm going to be running for a hundred minutes. So I'll take a gel now. It mm-hmm. is, I'm going to take 50 calories at 20 minutes. I'm going to finish the gel at 40 minutes. I'm going to have another, some chews or some, and you mm-hmm. don't have to have sports nutrition. You can have calories from other sources. You can have mm-hmm. your homemade energy bites. You can have whatever, but you've got, you've got to eat. I mean, coach Jen is like nobody. And, and I'm not saying this is Ellen's concern, but nobody ever gains weight because of what they eat on the run, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it is only going to serve a positive purpose. So, I mean, mm-hmm. again, and, and I'm just, I, I hope that it doesn't feel like too harsh, but I just really want to make that clear. Like, you know, talking to Stacey Sims, talking to Celine, talking to the female coaches, like we are not, we females are not built to be inner fasting during endurance exercise. Mm -hmm. Like you're just really doing yourself a disservice. I can't go much further than that other than I've heard it again and again. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah. um, So, yeah. So again, and, and so if you're going 75 minutes today and you're like, okay, well maybe I don't need anything, but what happens, you know, you wake up the next morning, you're really hungry. Mm -hmm. You've got an easy 30 minute run before the next day when you've got a two and a half hour marathon training run, like it is a cumulative process where you know, the bank has got to stay full, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So Hear, hearing you talk, I could almost hear Ellen, like see her like digging a hole. And if, you know, following that practice, she's just getting further and further down in that hole. Yeah. It, Which again, it's not, it's not her, it's not, a, you know, she's realizing and there's, we're not like yeah. chastising her, but more that like, okay, let's get you out. And here's how to do it is yeah. more than mm-hmm. you think you should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so to hear more about this in our conversations with uh, both the authors of next level, uh, it is the, um, I'm going to have to do the math, the July 19th episode of trains and then the July 22nd ep- our Friday show. So there you go. Yeah. 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 And those are both in our feed. So just go back and listen to them. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this was a fun episode. I really enjoyed these questions. So thank you ladies for calling with them. Always looking for more. <laughs> Talk about a, a hole. <laughs> Can't get into a hole. We got to keep that balance up. Um, so uh, please call 470-BADASS-1, which is 470-223-2771. Leave your first name and where you're calling from, keeping your message to about 60 seconds or less. Um, and one pro tip, we mm-hmm. don't edit the questions. So if you come in and you're like, oh, wait, I didn't mean to say that, or I marbled my words and my dog barked, mm-hmm. just hang up, call back again and start fresh. We mm-hmm. won't judge you. If you have to do that three or four times, it's okay. We do it all the time. So. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And we appreciate you subscribing to and rating this podcast wherever you listen. So if you're a fan of the show, leave us a rating or tell someone about the show or both. Um, so review, rate and subscribe wherever you listen. And we appreciate that. Keep those questions coming. We are here with answers. And what else, Sarah? Hard-boiled eggs, nut butter bars, (laughs) uh, 17 magazines. I don't know. Yes, yes, yes.